Faith, Hope and Love, episode 135, Sunday the 13th of January 2019, The Baptism of the Lord, Year C. Hello everyone, today is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which concludes the Christmas season and begins ordinary time. It's funny, in the Eastern Church, the Epiphany is celebrated as the Baptism of the Lord, whereas in the West it's the Visit of the Wise Men. And the Baptism of the Lord is a separate feast for the Western Church, but it still is that revelation of God. At Jesus' baptism, the Father's voice is heard saying, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And in some of the Gospels then goes on to say, Listen to him. So this is a wonderful feast which reminds us that Jesus is the beloved Son of the Lord. He is the Messiah, the Christ. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Now we see unclearly As if we looked into a mirror dimly But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly, but fully known and loved For faith, hope, and love abide And the greatest one is After the Lord was baptized, the heavens were opened, and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and the voice of the Father thundered, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this feast of the baptism of the Lord, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Father, you take away the 
sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who when Christ had been baptized in the river Jordan, and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 to 5 and 9 to 11. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The Word of the Lord O bless the Lord, my soul, Lord God, how great you are, clothed in majesty and glory, wrapped in light as in a robe, you stretch out the heavens like a tent. Above the range you build your dwelling, you make the clouds your chariot, you walk on the wings of the wind, you make the winds your messengers, and flashing fire your servants. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches. There is a sea vast and wide. 
with its moving swarms past counting, living things great and small. All of these look to you, to give them their food in due season. You give it, they gather it up. You open your hand, they have their fill. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take back your spirit, they die. Returning to the dust from which they came. You send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. Oh, bless the Lord, my soul. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, and chapter 3, verses 4 to 7. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own, who are zealous for good deeds. For when the goodness and loving-kindness of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. John said, One more powerful than I is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 3, verses 15 to 16 and 21 to 22. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord In Luke's Gospel, the voice of the Father is heard not when Jesus is being baptised, nor even when he's arising from the waters of baptism, but afterwards, when Jesus is praying. In fact, in Luke's Gospel, this happens at key moments when the true identity of Christ is revealed. 
that Jesus is shown to be praying. We witness it here in today's Gospel as he prays after his baptism and again at the transfiguration on the mountain and later even the apostles too receive the Holy Spirit when gathered in prayer at Pentecost. In prayer, Christ's identity is revealed as the beloved Son of the Father. For us, his disciples, prayer renews and reconnects us to God and is an affirmation and renewal of our baptismal identity as children of God. And it strengthens us to undertake our ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. One scripture commentator says in relation to today's gospel, we are told that God rends the heavens to lavish praise on his son, a son who up to that point had yet to accomplish much of anything. It must have been indescribably affirming and motivating for Christ as he was about to begin his most challenging and self-emptying ministry. Although Jesus is God, he was also fully human and as a human, in need of encouragement and affirmation and strength from his beloved Father who was in heaven, and who happened to be the Father of all things. Jesus was now officially commissioned in his earthly ministry, and by no one less than his heavenly Father, commissioned for this incredibly difficult ministry, and our Lord was absolutely assured of the love and confidence of his Father, and could now begin his ministry, quite confident that the Father was 100% behind him, completely pleased with him and everything he was doing. It's a timely reminder that sincere and constructive affirmation and encouragement is an important human need. We live in a culture where it seems easier to voice criticisms. For some, if they're not happy with something, criticism occurs swiftly. But if they're not unhappy with something, it's not so much praise that follows, but silence. So we live in a world where there's too often criticism, or else nothing. Then at other times we can get the extreme, where people compliment others, with empty or untrue words, that do not connect with the reality of what's really happening. False compliments do very little good. Still others can feel that they should not praise others for fear that it might give them a big head or that the praise might be taken as mere flattery. Having said that, there's no substitute for sincere, heartfelt and constructive affirmation, encouragement and honest praise, which is a form of gratitude expressed in words. Affirmation is simply naming that for which we are grateful. Affirmation is so important. Good managers know this, as do parents, teachers, coaches, counsellors, volunteer coordinators and fundraisers. Anyone who's trying to get someone to take that next step, to stretch themselves, or to constantly strive to reach that higher level of commitment and performance that they're capable of. Anyone who wants to encourage uses affirmation at appropriate times. For people who live without affirmation, or who live with constant criticism, they get the powerful message that anything they do is never going to be good enough. But there is a difference between mere compliments and affirmation. A compliment can be pleasant. Sometimes a compliment isn't accurate, but it's just something people feel they have to say to be nice. 
but an affirmation confirms what one truly sees and experiences. For a person who gets false praise, they rely on what was said but it misleads them about what they're really doing and how they may actually be affecting others, for better or for worse. And then there are those who get good, positive feedback and affirmation, even when setbacks and occasional mistakes or failures come their way. They've developed resilience and they're not defeated because they believe in their inner core value and they gain strength from their own worth, persevering through any struggles or challenges. Today in the Gospel, Jesus is revealed to be the Chosen One, the Eternal Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah. He is the one in whom the Heavenly Father is most pleased and whom the Father places all his confidence and trust. The words used by the Father are interesting too. Firstly, you are my beloved Son. That comes from Psalm 2, which is a passage traditionally interpreted by the people as declaring the Messianic King. Secondly, the words, in whom I am well pleased, is also a familiar line, this time from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 and following, which culminates in the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. The cross loomed large in Jesus' vision right from the outset. So our Lord knew that his sonship and his mission was always going to involve only being the beloved and faithful Son of God, revealed through his suffering and his cross, and not earthly glory or dominion. But it makes sense in this total commitment of Jesus to the vision of the Father's kingdom, which would challenge opposing powers and priorities and require every drop of love and sacrifice that he could muster. Jesus embodies this total commitment to his Father's vision for the world and for us. We who have been baptised into the baptism of Jesus Christ are called to remember the fullness of the meaning of this baptism. By being baptised, we are permanently and truly connected to Jesus Christ, and we share in his life and in his relationship to the Heavenly Father. Our baptism is a real union with the life, values and person of Jesus, who is God-made flesh. Let us be stirred into constant practical action so as to live the good news in our lives. Our baptism is intended to have a real, permanent and practical effect on our lives. Our baptism, echoing Jesus' action in the Jordan, is a huge yes by us. We're saying, yes, we want to share Christ's life. Yes, we wish to truly immerse ourselves in the values and the movement towards God that the good news embodies. We want to be united to Jesus, who is utterly committed to the establishment of God's kingdom in its fullness. And we too are aware of the necessity of the cross, which is the unavoidable cost of that commitment. There's always going to be a worthwhile cost and the reality of suffering in any love that serves and gives completely. Love that suffers and actions that give completely of self are founded firmly in Christ. Baptism into Jesus is an infinitely more profound action than what was done by people such as John the Baptist and his disciples. And that's not to discredit John 
and his disciples and their baptisms. John is a powerful forerunner to Christ's action. John's baptism was a sign of conversion to and commitment to God's kingdom, and also, for those needing it, a repentance of sin. These baptisms were powerful but symbolic. They were repeatable. But when Jesus came along and established baptism into his life, that is received once and for all and cannot be repeated. It is a grafting of us into the life of Christ. It is a permanent uniting of us with God. Jesus made holy the waters of baptism by investing this beautiful action with his very self and everything he stands for. Let us ask our Lord to keep us committed to our baptismal promises, committed to his vision of the kingdom in all ways and at all times, in thought, word and deed. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We come before God who gives us the gift of faith in baptism. For the baptized people of God, that we may always be true to the promises of our baptism. Lord, hear us. For all people, that the good news will be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Lord, hear us. For the poor of the world, that they will realize they are God's beloved and that they will receive practical help from people of goodwill everywhere. Lord, hear us. For all of us gathered here, that the Holy Spirit will take hold of us and guide us in every way throughout our lives. Lord, hear us. For those who are suffering in any way, particularly those who are suffering ill health of body, mind or spirit, that the Lord will touch their lives with healing, strength and peace, and give strength and comfort to those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For the dead, who await on the promises of the Lord, the promise that they will one day be enjoying the fullness of the resurrection, that they may see God's glory, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. We pray in thanksgiving for graces received and prayers answered. Lord, hear us. 
Almighty God, we see your glory in the baptism of your Son. We ask you to hear the prayers of those chosen to be your family. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept, O Lord, the offerings we have brought to honour the revealing of your beloved Son, so that the oblation of your faithful may be transformed into the sacrifice of him who willed in his compassion to wash away the sins of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the waters of the Jordan you revealed with signs and wonders a new baptism, so that through the voice that came down from heaven we might come to believe in your word dwelling among us, and by the Spirit's descending in the likeness of a dove we might know that Christ your servant has been anointed with the oil of gladness and sent to bring the good news to the poor. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the one of whom John said, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly entreat your mercy, O Lord, that faithfully listening to your only begotten Son, we may be your children in name and in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for being part of this wonderful celebration of the baptism of the Lord. It's a long season which celebrates the ordinary and quiet growth of the kingdom in our everyday lives. The Lord be with you. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.